What's good, everyone? You're listening to WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. We are a student-run nonprofit radio station based out of North Carolina State University. I'm Ewan, a.k.a. DJ Off Belay, and this is the Alt-Rap Pipeline Deep Cuts, where we're interviewing some of the up-and-coming talent out of the Alt-Rap Underground. Today, I'm here with Ernesto Birmingham. What's good, man? How's it going? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, we can jump right into it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so maybe for some people that are listening that haven't really heard you before, why don't you give yourself like a little intro? What kind of music you make? Uh, yeah, how long you've been making music, stuff like that? Um, I would describe the music I make as alternative hip-hop, um, kind of akin to, you know, uh, where Tyler, the creator, sits in, you know, in the mainstream sector, and then also, uh, I was very influenced by um, th- the whole odd, the whole Odd Future group growing up, and also Chicago's whole Save Money group. So I think you can hear those influences um, in my music, and my contemporaries are, you know, also influences. So like, if you know Young Wabo and um, Jonah Love, those are two two of my uh uh corroborators yeah uh, with, <laughs> with 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 my music and then um acts like gal the arsonist and um all these these really cool um underground people who are just like waiting to bubble up i feel like i'm i'm really taken from yeah no definitely you sit well within that sound that you sort of described i feel like nowadays music doesn't really have sort of an emphasis on location it's more about like the certain sound you're trying to emulate i feel like right um, you brought up a lot of the people that play on my show and stuff like that um so those influences you'd say definitely are sort of like intentional in terms of like your contemporaries or is it more just like you like making this kind of music and it's sort of just works out that there's already sort of a sound there i mean it's it's both because you know, I think what we all like to do is um, essentially just take bits and pieces of stuff that, you know, we're not really supposed to and then kind of like distort it into something that's really like way cooler um, than you'd hear on, I think, traditional like top 100. Um, not to be pretentious about the underground because, you know, it's just like there's there's good music and bad music just like in mainstream, but like that's yeah I, I so I would describe it as um I am intentionally kind of you know putting my style in that camp but mm-hmm. then also that just arises naturally like that's that is how I understand being a creative like through this sense of like um distorting the the cool aspects that we hear um in music before and then you know turning into something else if that makes sense, it's kind of worth salad. Yeah, no, I like how you said taking stuff that you're not necessarily supposed to be. I mean, kind of hinting at, like, sampling, obviously, like, straight up not supposed to be, but also <laughs> just, like, taking from yeah. other genres. <laughs> well, 100%. Yeah. Um, um, my... No, yeah, yeah, go go ahead. Well, I mean, like, I guess the latest example of that would be for... Um, I My latest single was Everything is for Free, and... Um, that was just like I was listening to this one song um called Nancy Drew by Slutface. Um I, I think I think that's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. And it was just like so heavy on the guitar and like the, the bass and stuff. Like that's I was just like I wanna put that in a in a rap song and it's that's not like it hasn't been done before, but like it was just like that that type of um that type of energy just I, I wanted to my, express myself over that type of energy so yeah would you say that's like kind of typical with how you make your songs it's like you find a sample you're like oh this has inspired me all of a sudden or there's sometimes where it's like um oh I want to make a song about this let me find the sample or maybe like just you have a title and first you're like I want to make a song called this I'm not even gonna lie like sometimes sometimes the title comes first yeah because like it's that that is such an important part of the process but the truth is you know I think when you get to a certain point in it at least for me 
it's not like trying to find a creative process it's like processing creatively like what you're doing like i now i, I process music creatively like i think about like a song that i listen to like i've been listening to every day the the past two weeks i was like why well, i keep listening to the song and i investigate it and i try to find exactly what i like about it mm-hmm. and in doing that i um i i realized okay this is something i can take for for myself uh for, for my next song and that's how it be how it becomes like i it's like it's like a translation process almost you right. know i yeah, see I something in the world and i and i and i use music to to tell other people about it wow that's i feel like i've never really heard it described that way but it makes a lot of sense like not necessarily has to be an active process of being creative you can be doing it sort of like in the background or you're listening to other music or in like just like throughout the day it's like yeah. it's it's never off um, right yeah i feel like with that i sort of wanted to talk about um so refreshing your freshman album um when you like went about releasing that was there sort of a driving i don't know how to say it like what what was the goal of the album did you want to like have it be like a concept album do you want to so that's um it's it's a long it's almost a long story i remember um i always wanted an album name or a project called so refreshing mm-hmm. and at first i didn't know why over quarantine because i it started like in 2019 but in like that i just had that idea so refreshing it was before i even really finished songs like i i produce all my work and i and i write my own lyrics and all that stuff but i didn't really make songs i didn't record and finish songs for a while but i always had this idea i was going to make an album and it was either going to be called um catalyst which is part of the name of my next upcoming project um at a catalyst mm-hmm. or so refreshing um I started making songs, like actually making songs during quarantine, um, and I kind of came to this realization that I wasn't good at it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I what I started to um, develop is like, oh, the reason I want um, I, I like the name so refreshing is because you get in interviews with these up and coming artists and you hear um, somebody say, oh, this this record is just so refreshing to hear a young artist do this or, or, or a black artist do that or a, a queer artist to do this. And I was like, I want that, you know? I want mm-hmm. that for myself. And I kept making music, this, this in the back of my head. Um, but I eventually got to a point where I was like, I, this is still not sounding like the stuff that I listen to. This still is not sounding like anything that like I think should fit in that mode. And you know, I, I keep I kept making music, but I kind of changed my attitude to it. So for most of those songs, I I was creating them with an, no intention of releasing them, no intention of them going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like you know the things that I made right before I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to do something else with my life. Yeah. But it was at that point that I realized that that's what actually it means to be refreshing, like so refreshing. Like it's, I had this moment where it's like, I I just, I was creating just to create. I wasn't creating to get the accolade. I wasn't creating Mm -hmm. to get the compliment. I was just creating just to make, and that's the common thread between these artists who are called who say, are called yeah. refreshing like yeah. that's I, like I figured it out almost and yeah. um yeah that's yeah no that's def- how I got the name definitely I, I feel like sounds like you really wanted to like defy expectations and yeah like you said be refreshing I, I like how you also said a lot of people in this sound sort of came to the same like realization you just need to create to create. I feel like the space that you're in is full of like a lot of genuine artists, not necessarily playing characters. They're just, yeah, creating to create and being genuine. Yeah, it's. I mean, and that's what I love about it. Like, I'm. I started like looking at the music industry before I was 
ever like anywhere close to it i'm still not really in it right yeah. now but like you know we all watch like disney channel this is like oh like a a jerk uh producer is like trying to scam hannah montana or something yeah yeah right we all have that 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 image in our head and i was just like you know i'm not this isn't my world but you know getting to meet all these cool people it's like this these are these are class acts you know <laughs> like i have people who i'm talking to now who like the way it's been described it was described to me like i was like no everybody's hollywood everybody wants to big time you to like prove their position like to prove that they're the 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 big fish in the small pond yeah but it's it's i'm i'm so genuinely grateful yeah yeah that's definitely true there's a lot there's like no sense of hostility in the scene it's a lot of collaboration and just like working at it together um sort of back towards refreshing you saying that like the title was sort of honestly like a big driving factor um like how do you think you did like reaching your own expectations with the album of like it being so refreshing i don't know i i feel i feel like it definitely um has the impact that it that it's supposed to have, I think, mm -hmm. on on listeners, because I wasn't I wasn't making it for listeners, you okay, know. I yeah. wasn't like I, I got to a, I got to a point where I was just like I'm making this because like I'm I'm just seeing what I can do, like I'm I'm playing, and I'm I'm creating because like it is making me happy to create. Um, that being said, like I've gotten uh, so many so much good feedback um, on the on the record. Like people will say like. I've had people say, yeah, So Refreshing is my album of the year. And I was like, that's crazy. So mm -hmm. Refreshing isn't my album of the year. <laughs> but, but like, that is, like, I mean, that's that's always been something that I've wanted. Like, I had somebody say that it was in their top 50 albums. of Like, I was like, that is that is insane to me. Um, but it's all about, like, I was just doing whatever I wanted because you know like i'm not gonna if even if i if, even if it didn't reach anybody like i could have i i could have um had like oh the the solace of like oh i didn't try so i couldn't fail but then there's also the other thing is like i didn't create so i didn't get anything out of creation it's just like it's so it's such it's the most refreshing cyclical thing you yeah. know like where it's like you don't need anything else was like you create to create like why did you create because i could because i i could yeah and it's when you're genuine about your creation it's like super easy to be about be proud of what you're making as opposed to like worrying that yeah it's gonna come to light or something like that um you sort of touched on it talking about how it's like really nice to hear when people say like oh this album of the year like oh this is in my top 50 how else do you sort of like measure your success as an underground independent artist like how do you manage expectations in that way um i really have appreciated um how the how people tell me is like i show i i joke about how like i hate this but i actually I, it does mean a lot to me like my friends will play my album it to, in their car or at parties or like to their parents yeah <laughs> And I was like, don't play, so, don't play Ernesto at the function. Do not show Ernesto Birmingham to your parents. But you know, it, it means a lot. And like, not not just my friends, but the people like the people who listen to my music mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll say I put I made everybody listen to your um, to your song. And it's not even because like, oh, I think this is gonna make me grow, but it's because like, they there's something that's sitting with them. There's something that's yeah you're making an impact uh, i'm making it yeah exactly and it's and and that's really it's just a great feeling because that's that's deeper than you know success that's like that's like a network mm. that you're tapping into that's the wave you're making yeah as opposed to it just being like trying to derive your happiness off like uh streams and numbers it's like very intangible but when you have people like playing your songs to their friends and stuff that's very like real right 
Um, you said you did all the production on, uh, or all your own production. So you did all the production on So Refreshing? I did, yep. That's love to hear that. I feel like you had a really, um, really clean transitions between the songs, especially like um, Shelly to Pollock. Oh. Oh, yeah. People talk about that one. I, I remember um, when I when I figured out like I could do it, it was just like, because the other story about, so do you want to like, can I get it out? I'm going to try to like compress it a little bit, but there's like more to to the to the album than like meets the, the eye. I mean, um, I feel like you just go for it. All right, cool. Um, so the act so that the story there's a story behind the album mm-hmm. um it's about this kid named buck who um has his song blow up on soundcloud um and subsequently a bunch of terrible things start happening to him but he's so busy like celebrating the the success from um like just all the all these listens on soundcloud that by the end when he's going off to New York to like like meet somebody or, or, or trying to make something make that SoundCloud hit into something mm-hmm. he you know meets this tragic fate by getting hit by a, um, a train and <laughs> like it's it's weird um, no, no, and, I, and I came up with the story I came up with the story after I finished the songs um, but it just made me more confident about releasing the project for some reason. My favorite project of all time is because the internet by Childish Gambino. Yes. Yeah. So like, 100% it's agree. like it just, and then also all of Tyler's projects were the first <laughs> albums that I really sat down and listened to because, you know, I was a kid with such ADHD, tiny, like two second attention span. I never was going to listen to an album, but the story really gets you gets you into it um and i don't really talk about that that part of the the album that much but like it really i think about it and i don't even know what the moral of the story is it's just like it's supposed to be like a tragedy but it allows me to look at a lot of the lyrics that i think i forget the meaning of and allows me to find meaning in them mm. because that's just because if you take it down to its essential parts this idea of like reaching success like the climax of your life dipping down into like an immediate stop is kind of like just a compressed version of life so yeah, in a yeah. in a weird way like i just i'm i'm just glad that it's up for myself because sometimes when i'm going through something and i listen to some of like the really wonky lyrics it has like its own meaning to me i'm a really like weirdly like almost schizoaffective person <laughs> so uh-huh. like I'll, I'll i'll find different meanings in the weird um lyrics that i have on there so yeah I, I think you especially all this this album especially too it's very dense like there's not really a point where you're not saying something <laughs> i feel like every time i hear your music and go back and listen it's just like how did i not hear this bar what it's like very <laughs> like high replayability if you like i get something new out of it every time i listen to it and now that you've told me this story i'm definitely going to be listening back and be like oh i see i see yeah i mean and that's what shilly is about too because shilly i i made with the i think that was actually one of the only songs that i made with like a very clear intention of what i wanted it to be because the idea behind it is like I'm speaking from the perspective of like an like a 19 year old who's convinced they are like secretly like 80 something years old like they're just living the same because they're living the same day over and over they feel like an old man they're at a party um they're like a grumpy old man just in a young person's body which sounds like it's like a new chance at life but it's really like oh I have to do this so so much more like i have to be next year i'll be a hundred and then and they the year after that i'll be like 200 it's and so like you take out so by the end you're supposed to when the when the beat changes up a little bit that's like 
that's like the character Buck beating up somebody at the party that he's at. Uh, yeah, and that's how it ends. It's like, y- like you just saying that it's like clicking with a few of the bars, like the Vietnam bar. It's yeah. like makes sense <laughs> yeah, like that's why you know yeah but it's um and then the weezer like reference is just like jumping all over the place <laughs> i say gladys play some weezer ah uh, okay okay like that's like my i say gladys is my wife or my girlfriend or something <laughs> kid one nine feeling eight nine not a heartbreak no eight away cosign sorry tank that's one of my favorite lines that i've written mm like in 1989, I know 808 cosign, 808 and heartbreaks. Yeah, yeah. Kanye. So it's like I'm I'm referencing the t- Kanye Taylor beef in that. Oh, in that okay, movie. okay, okay. That that went over my head until you just said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you said you started making songs in the pandemic. Um, is that sort of like from scratch? Because I mean, your production is so clean now. Is that all just like two years of locking in? Or did you have any no. sort of like music background before that? So I had been producing since my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I've been rapping since like I was like in seventh grade. Okay. Um, But like I when, I when I say this, I was like I was terrified to record because I remember like how my brain works is like I'm very I'm I try it's like I I'm in a process of unlearning perfectionism always but I remember I would record I put my vocals with like using my Mac um laptop and I would get like like frustrated on like a sorry on a level um that you would not imagine like it was like it was almost like I, I would have a, a breakdown because I just didn't understand anything mm-hmm. like about how to how to record or how to mix or, or anything. And instead of learning about it, I just like I would just write and I would just imagine, OK, one day the song will be done. One day the album will be done and I will, you know, and a, lo- a lot of people like it. I was just so much in my head about it. And I realized, OK, if I can't record a good song, then, you know, just just get it done with to you know release to so you can stop thinking about it but like you can't you can't be in your so in your head about this that's what i told myself Mm. by quarantine yeah okay yeah that makes sense i feel like i have i relate to that sometimes if i'm like trying to do something and it's not exactly how i want it the first time i'm like it's never gonna happen i just why try um but then I feel like it's got to be so satisfying once you, like, get those skills and get the ability to actually, like, take what's in your head and make it into music. Exactly. I feel like a lot of your songs are um, pretty long in terms of, like, I feel like nowadays, <laughs> all the rap that I'm surrounded with, especially in this scene, is, like, super short. Um, mm-hmm. Is that intentional? Do you feel like... Yeah, is that intentional trying to get away from a trend or is it just Um I think it wasn't intentional, but you know, if you listen to So Refreshing, like you'll you'll know that I do have an affinity for bridges. Mm. Like I really love like putting on like a little extra part at the end and I like to make the verses you and you gotta understand, I'm getting off like uh, f- six years of raps that I've just been sitting in my head. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I my my initial idea when I made, cause the 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 album was made over like three distinct periods. One was like a year ago, like a year ago where I was just coming into college and I was finishing like three songs. That was Get Along, Pop Off, and um, one other I forget. Then over winter break, my winter break, that was in January, I, I did, um, in this order, uh, Blue, uh, Pan Flutes, Evening Star Beat, um, ooh, uh, Box and IAIA, all in, and four days in a row, that's mm. how it went. And then Finding Something, I think, was right after that. And then I got back to campus in March, and um, I did um, 
the other songs on it on uh, on just like in a mad rush where I was just isolating for that entire period but um god I almost forget the, what was the question um are you trying to like intentionally oh like go against like yeah. the trend yeah um so no but the way that I I was creating I was like I was like kind of painting on the walls of my own head mm-hmm. so I was just like I wasn't I was just trying to like get everything out of like this whatever song I was on you know like I, I was trying to get everything I was trying to pull everything out of it I was trying to like see oh what can I do with this what can I like I was really kind of overcomplicated overcomplicating it in a unnecessary way but like that was just so exciting for me because it was the first time I was making music that I actually liked listening to mm. so that was that I think that that probably had something to do with it yeah it honestly sounds like it was the opposite like trying to a lot of the work was like cutting down everything you're putting down if you're just making so much like holding back yeah I mean it was it's it, it it's a lot of like there's a lot of contradictions in like everything that I everything I make like I don't, I don't even know where I was going with that. See, I was in space. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, how do you feel that, like, social media and stuff impacts how you make music or how you, like, go about um, creating or, like, sharing your stuff? Do you think um, it's, like, overall good, overall bad? Social media is great for, for me. I hate social media personally, like, just in my because you know you're supposed to be like serious on there yeah but then it's like it's how am i supposed to take it serious like i like like but the reason you're supposed to take it serious is because that's how people interact now you know that's just that's just like the the mode of communication but on on terms of promotion on the terms of like getting your music out there it's it's like you know a dream like i'm sure so many artists would have loved to have that we might have we might have an entire different repertoire of artists if you know we had the same type of social media in the 90s that's very uh, true versus versus now but also i mean you know because i can i can connect with so many different people this that's how i still connect with my the circle that i had before i was promoting on tiktok because and I, I gotta I gotta shout them out right now. That's um my my, my boy is at Camp Surf. Um that's Trevor Cook, um, Summer Roman, um, Noah Hyun and and James Cochran, like because we met at we met at a um at a summer camp and we haven't seen each other since then, but we connect through social media and we would, you know, collaborate through the internet so i mean it is it's a completely um invaluable tool for for music uh both production and and sampling and everything that it has to do with it's 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 great that's definitely true i like the point that you said that we might even have like an entirely different like set of artists back in the 90s if it was different oh yeah because i feel like back then it was so reliant on like labels and being tapped into like the industry but nowadays you just have people recording on their phones making whole songs and just pushing it out with no middleman exactly i mean like who right right now somebody can post a video post a reel from like their um from their house in Wyoming and you know in a month they'll be like they'll be everywhere mm-hmm. not only in, in the 90s you had to live in either you know LA or New York or be able to get out there and then do some stuff to some guy with power which I won't say what it is but like <laughs> like you know it's like it's <laughs> now you just gotta make seven TikToks a day I mean like 
<laughs> exactly. Post, post like one reel, uh, seven story posts and seven TikToks, and you're good. Okay, write that down. I gotta write this down. The sponsor, yeah, <laughs> write it down, write it down, write it down. Um, what was sort of like the difference between how you approached so refreshing versus how you approached your EP Nevada Robinson? Nevada Robinson was just like I was just doing like I was kind of doing whatever in the same way initially but then I was also finishing the projects with like a a little less like intensity you know Mm -hmm. I I just feel like it was just like I, I was I wasn't really like because you know on so refreshing I go into like kind of some weird deep dark topics a little bit like even if it doesn't you don't know what i'm talking about at first like it's still kind of like i feel like the 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 mood is a bit different i i remember no i was making nevada robinson riding off the high of shilly like Mm -hmm. getting a lot of listens and stuff and playlist streams and all that and um i was just like i'm gonna make some music that like that's kind of happier and even um the uh uh oh god i forget what it's called i forget the name of my own song but like the one with the guitar strums and uh, i say no regard is that what it's called i've been i had i <laughs> i'm just thinking if you said guitar i'm only thinking of I, don't even, I don't No, no it's well it's no regard off off nevada robinson that was a those were lyrics that I'd want to use for since 2019. Um, so no regards. I'm not seeing it on Nevada Robinson. I got don't got no regard. Oh, in the dark, in the dark, in the dark. Okay, okay. I cause like I changed the name of a song like several times throughout. Yeah. yeah so it's in the dark, in the dark. Why did I name it? 2019. Right. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Is it from yeah. See that's. Yeah, that's when I well, that's when I wrote the all the lyrics. Okay. Okay. So, um yeah, I, and I was my junior year of of high school when I was writing. It, it was like I'm talking about like a real experience that I had uh, when I was um dating uh I was dating a girl and um so I'm, I'm talking about the arcade. I'm talking about like my grades slipping and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but it was like it was it was kind of like symbolic. It was like okay, now I'm finally in the place where I'm getting this stuff off of my chest. I'm I'm getting, I'm I'm being able to express myself in this way, and people can hear it because people would hear me rap in the hallway sometimes, freestyling with my friends, and people would hear my beats, and then I would never release a song. Um, but it's it it was just something. It was something for myself. Like a lot of the stuff are like just Easter eggs for myself, symbolic symbolism for myself and my own progression so i think that's what nevada Robinson was about mm-hmm. and um you said earlier that you have sort of like uh something coming out soon is that going to be more like nevada robinson where it's like an ep kind of just less serious or is it going to be like album type stuff it's um well it's five tracks okay um so it is an ep but I I kind of took this one a little bit more serious than Nevada Robinson. I think the music is better. Like everybody, I know every artist is like this. This is my best stuff. But like, I think this is like I I try to mix the vocals better. Mm. I um I remember. So the reason I the reason I made this project was because I um I just got chili had been put on a lot of people's discover weeklies one one day and i just got like like five thousand six thousand streams in a day Mm -hmm. um which hadn't happened since like that didn't even happen when it when the tiktok first blew up but um i was like oh my god this is momentum i'm gonna like try to release something so to you know do so, so so this you know we'll, we'll do something yeah just to like um, add for people checking you out your like page coming to it from Chile just to see more like oh new release makes sense yeah 
ironically though it's not like sh- shilly at all like it's it's more sample heavy it's more 90s um 90 bpm um kind of i if you listen to i keep saying if you listen to so refreshing a lot of the bpm is around 120 so it's like wait no let me make sure i get this right like that like that you know Mm -hmm. so it's like not i'm finding something we never knew it's clear the world ain't getting bigger or um even um never admit i'm on one when they're gonna rubric on my zone like i i i really like 120 bpm and Mm -hmm. i don't really do that as much on this i do it a couple times but i'm really trying to experiment with a different flow and and that's because I heard the pl- some of the playlists that I was on. That was like an exercise I was doing. So I was like, okay, so what are what are they listening for? You know, like mm. I'm gonna keep doing me, obviously, but like I'm trying to see like the people who like me. What are what are they? What is the common thread between me and um, the other people? Why is Shilly on this playlist, but Unwise isn't? Why is Flip a Penny on this playlist, but you know Pollock isn't? That's really and smart. I thank you and I was like and so I, I'm, I'm thinking so I'm I, I, re, I realize I'm one of the only people who's not like who only has like a, a couple songs that are sample based by that point mm-hmm. most of like on So Refreshing you only have Finding Something and Blue that are like clearly you know samples yeah yeah um and I guess Pollock too, because but that's like a sample. That's my friend playing. Um, yeah, it's like a loop almost, with like guitar. Yeah, it's just. But um, I realized, okay, so this is kind of like a world that I want to step foot because I I love sampling, but I just didn't, I didn't do it that much. Yeah. So that's that's what to expect. Um, I was preview previewing Brother What's Up, which is gonna be the single that's coming out on the twenty first. Um, it's in like a week. That'll probably be be um, out by this, by the time this airs. Um, oh, great! So you can check it out. Um, at uh, my Spotify, um, Ernesto Birmingham. Uh, if you don't know how to spell Birmingham, learn it. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, yeah, get wait. With the program. Quickly before I forget, how did you get the name Ernesto Birmingham? Like, where did that come from? Oh, I love this question because I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I changed I changed my and I should know because I know throughout my throughout the past few years I've had so many different um aliases. Yeah. Like the first alias that I ever had that was related to rapping was Zero G's because I saw it in a Vsauce video once. I was like in 8th grade and I was like and he, Michael Stevens, he was, it's like, hey, Vsauce. He and then he's talking about, he's like, zero Gs. And like, your face is all that weird stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm zero Gs. Then it was, um, for a while, it was Amos Othello. For a long mm. time, it was Eric Fauna. And I just was like, you know what? I don't like this. And now I'm Ernesto Birmingham, which is the worst of all of them <laughs> by far. Like, yeah, it's I feel like, like when I, I try to put people on to you, I'm like, you guys should check out Ernesto Birmingham. <laughs> They're like, what kind of music is that? I'm like, uh. It's just like a, it, I, I decided to stick with it because like, I kept, I kept having this problem where it was like, oh, I, 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 I have this really cool name, but like, Oh, I just thought of this other cool name. This sounds, this sounds way cooler than the last one. And Ernesto Birmingham, I'll never have that problem because it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Like, it has to become cool, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a good... Like, I, I remember things like, okay, everybody has a problem spelling Birmingham. But once they learn it, that's like, oh, you know how to spell Birmingham because you listen to Ernesto Birmingham. <laughs> Like, yeah, I feel like all those names you rattled off are very like iconic sounding, you know. Even yeah, just like Nevada Robinson. 
I'm I'm good at making names. No, you definitely. it just does not show in that one. <laughs> I every every group that I, I've been in, I have given that I have I've done the name. Like what was the what was I'm the fauna a, one you said? Eric Fauna, um, which was 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 dope. Um, Sorry, not to cover you off. Yeah, you said you were in a group. I was or? in a group, uh, Camp Surf. We don't really um make music as much now but we met at berkeley um they they all make they were also big influences for me because you know you get in the first time you like enter a new creative space and you hear everything like the people who are like right next to you are making is like mm-hmm. such a like um a, a mind's f word <laughs> um because you're like okay it's actually not an excuse um, that I'm just sitting in my college dorm and, you know, that artist is, you know, in somewhere in, in Hollywood because this person is doing something better than I've heard, like, anything than on my playlist. Yeah. And they're in the exact same position as me, you know, maybe even worse. Maybe they have, like, less, like, options than I do. Yeah. Which was the case sometimes. But um and so but I was with uh, Cam Surf and this other uh, group of people and back in Philadelphia where I'm from uh, where we called we called uh, ourselves Noble Infamy and um, uh, Kansai Grotto for a while that didn't really catch on but I both but I made both of those names both um, ten out of ten names again. <laughs> Thank noble you. infamy wow <laughs> yeah none of y'all listening better take that because we don't have a copyright <laughs> don't take that <laughs> um but yeah yeah um are you like do you have any sort of like uh i don't want to say this what's like the roadmap you have for, like the next few months next year like where do you want to be or like what are you building towards um, you know, I try to do everything in this area like without expectations mm-hmm. because it's just so flux. There's so it's so fickle. I I know even where I've been at this point, like, you know, you'll have people who you think you're gonna meet up with or you think they're gonna like give you a verse and they don't like they ghost you or like there's like everything is like left in the hands the foundation is left in the hands of creatives which is like not good if you've ever worked with creative people yeah yeah (laughs) but but i you know i'll say i think the right people have been listening um i i'm getting attention from people and in places that i want to be um so all I know is that, you know, regardless, I'm, I'm going to be investigating the opportunities and seeing where they lead me. My goal always is to is for stability. You know, I'm not I'm not about like having like a hit song at all, mm-hmm. but having a connection that allows me to like tap into a dedicated fan base or having like um, something pop off that like makes people interested or getting into a a space where I can actually make money that that where it's not contingent on me making another shilly yeah that that is those are my those are my goals because I'm not I'm 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 not really looking to be get to the top like I know rappers aren't supposed to say I'm not looking to be the the goal I might you might hear me say that in the song later, but like I'm not. It's it's just seeing the leads and and draining them of everything possible at this point, and I think mm-hmm. I'll have a lot of chances to do that in the next coming months because I've been talking to people. So right, um, where are you where are you based right now? I'm in Massachusetts. Um, I am I'm in college. Yeah. At a Amherst Amherst uh, College so um do you have any sort of like um leads for like live shows or anything like that live performances um 
Yes, because I, well, I mean, there is a, a place where a friend of mine organizes um, live shows, like, right in town, but then also I've been getting offers from people uh, on Instagram, like, saying, like, come to New York, come here, and we'll we'll pay you to do a show, or, like, some stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I have like a a person kind of acting as my manager who's like really tapped in uh everywhere he goes to, talking to people so nice. i have i've i definitely have things um lined up i'm just like still in massachusetts so it's like it's just more difficult and it would be cool to like you know have at least a few people a few more people know my name before i'm really diving into that Although that is the way you get people to learn your name, so but yeah, it makes it, sense. It, it's you definitely wanna, coming. Yeah, it, it it makes sense. Sort of back to what you were saying before, like you want to have like a dedicated fan base that you can tap into with new stuff. I feel like a lot of that could come from like where you're based, like local um, listeners, like you said, Massachusetts. I'm I'm not sure how far Amherst is from Boston, but I know like there's big live shows in Boston stuff like that. I mean, New yeah. York's not terribly far. Like, consistent shows there would be nice. I can get there. I can get there. Yeah. I mean, you got North Carolina. It's pretty, pretty far, but we're trying to pull up. We can put you on the lounge. <laughs> hey, I will definitely go to North Carolina. I have some, I have some friends there, you know, that'll, where you, so you guys, like, near Durham? Yeah, we're in Raleigh, so we're in the Triangle. It's like thirty-five minutes from Durham. Oh yeah, Raleigh. Okay, cool, cool. That's you know that's sick. Um, I've actually I've heard a lot of good things about that part of North Carolina. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah, no, the Triangle is like um, it works out well for us uh, at the radio station because like the Triangle is just like three big college towns all pressed together, and Raleigh, which is like the capital, and our radio station reaches all the little cities. So we're like. Got a little boost in viewership just because we got a big um what's it called big frequency range a big tower i don't know i love live shows i feel like there's just an energy you can you can't get from even just like watching live recordings you just can't get the same energy as being in person listening to the music right yeah and i feel like you're saying with like stability that's got to be one of the more consistent ways artists nowadays can make money off of their art yeah and that whatever that looks like i mean being able to like have positions in the industry like being able to like do consultation for for production that's why i'm so like vehement about doing my own production so like whatever people listen to they're like oh he also produced this like he also knows like i'm 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 really trying to make sure that my feet are steady in that world because I know that's I think the most stable jobs come from 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 that area I don't want to have to ride off of like my personal image being popular mm-hmm. but um and that I always tell people I want to do like sorry I want to do like like I was just I mean I always want to I always tell people like the end goal like when I'm old or, or something I could I want to do like film scoring mm-hmm. you know because it's just whatever whatever it works and is like I can get I can make a salary off of I guess that's not even really a salary job but like you know what I, I get mean. what you mean like, yeah like um, a, that like actually reminds me of something I feel like I saw in your story recently someone was asking about like the film version of your album I'm just wondering what that what that was oh yeah so like I said, So Refreshing has a story, and I wrote a script for it. Um, and it's the way I wrote the script. It's almost like I was like I was really taking like a an entire not more than a page, more like a whole chapter out of because the internet with it. Like it's like, but you know, I was just inspired by this idea of like an album having like a visual component to it, and I was. I was thinking, you know, what if I could actually make the movie that, you know, because the internet didn't really get get to become in full, mm-hmm. 
Um, and so it was gonna stay a script originally, but I have this I have um, this friend who actually really um, made a movie. Like, went to France. They um, it was actually two friends. They they made a movie and they went to France and they filmed an entire movie. They just did it. Like, I mean, they got. Yeah. I think they got some. Con, con, uh, um, what's it called? They got. They just got some money from our college, but it was. I was just like, okay, so again, I just have to keep learning. I can just, you know, even if I think it's gonna be hard, like I can just do it. You know, like no matter how stupid the first attempt is, like just do it. It's yeah, a good definitely. idea. Yeah, and. Yeah, there's just so many ways that you can express yourself, be creative, especially like not even just music, like surrounding music, but because the internet was a great example, I feel like a lot of people realized with that, like so much more that can go into an album than just the music. Right, right. Um, sort of reaching the end of my prepared questions here. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, you know, I'm, that's like, I think probably most, most of what I want to say, I, I want to give a, a big shout out. Like, I know I, I'm not, this isn't me soliciting, obviously oh, other yeah. people like, but I, I kind of want to give a shout out to the people who, um, you know, other artists who like should also be interviewed in the future who will be interviewed in the future not necessarily by y'all i mean obviously yeah but like but like we'll get there one day it's like i just wanted to shout out soriad and ren cinema and miles ramon and uh eli froze um all my friends in philly um and you know everybody else who i mentioned in this interview that's it um and if you want to follow me, you can at Free Diallo. That's Free D I A L L O. I'm allowed to say that, right? Like if I. Oh like yeah, you said that. Perfectly. If you want, right? Yeah, All right, great. Perfectly. Thank you. And then um, Ernesto Birmingham on all streaming services. That's E R N E S T O, B I R M I N G H A M. <laughs> just look up shilly and I, the the person who made it is me shilly <laughs> i'm <The> him <laughs> i am him i am the guy with the white eyes and the like half the face cut off yeah thanks again guys for listening to this episode of the alt rap pipeline deep cuts i was here with ernesto birmingham if you like any of these uh, songs we talked about today, any sort of stuff with him, I have a show on 88.1 FM Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, once again, thanks, Ernesto Birmingham. Thank you so much for having me.